gentlemen, I am Tony Chimmel, and welcome to Road Trip After Hours. Please welcome your hosts, Mac Davis and WWE Hall of Famer, Kenny Long. Holler! everybody and welcome to another edition of road trip after hours i'm your host mac davis along with my co-host every single friday he is a wwe hall of famer mr teddy long hey teddy hey what's going on there mac there hey man not much i, I hear rufus in the background as i was doing the intro <laughs> that's mr rufus man he's on uh he's on patrol Hey, Teddy, did you have a chance to see any of the Elimination Chamber from uh, WWE uh, last weekend? No, I didn't get a chance to look at any of it. You've got to check out the Men's uh, Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Montez Ford, who I, most people really know him more as the uh, with the uh, Street Profits, but Montez Ford put on a solo performance in the Elimination Chamber that, to me, stood out out of everybody on that entire card that night. His performance was just outstanding. And I, well, I didn't know if you had a chance, but you need to check that out really well, good. Well, I did have the chance to see him in uh, singles competition on the Monday Night Raw show, uh, and which they were just grooming, grooming him and getting him ready for that Elimination Chamber. And he did an outstanding job in that match on Monday Night Raw. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I am going to take a look at that because I'm telling that uh, it was one match that was worth sitting down watching. I got a feeling that he may break away from that uh, that tag team duo because uh, the the star you can see star written on him when he was performing. It was just like wow, this guy, this is a singles guy here. He needs to be pushed. So hey, I want to well, ask you something else. I wanted to follow up on uh, that we've talked about before, Teddy, and that's Harley Race. I know that you knew Harley. Um, can you tell me how you first met Harley when you you two first came across and how you became friends? Well, when I first broke into business, you know, back in NWA days, you know, I met Harley when I was refereeing and stuff. And what Harley would always do, he had two people that he would mess with all the time. And that was me and JYD, God rest his soul. And Har uh, Harley had this little thing. It's, it's like a, it, it's what the people now use like for a taser. I don't know what that thing was, but Harley would always bring that little stun gun with him and he'd ease up behind me or either JYD and he'd stun, well, JYD would be the worst because he's, JYD was ticklish. I mean, you could just walk up and touch him, man, and he just jumped sky high. <laughs> yeah, so but a stun always, gun's different than tickle. <laughs> yeah, but so he'd always ease behind dog and he'd hit him right with that little, that little chase or whatever it was and dog would jump and scream and then he'd find me and he stood right behind me and do the same exact thing. So, and then the other thing with Harley, too, he always sit me down sometime when something he felt like he needed to tell me that I was doing in the ring. You know, wait, maybe I need to pay more attention to this and that. So he always tried to help me along with my career, too. So that's how uh, me and Harley met, but just an outstanding guy. Was Harley one of the first ones in the back who reached out and kind of, you know, said, hey, look, you're one of us and, and let, let me kind of help you along the way here? Well, I, I, I've never been said I was one of them, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, part of the Holly family, just, though, I would think. But yeah, Holly just reached out and, you know, just, you know, Holly, you know, some guys took a liking to me, like Dusty Rhodes, God rest his soul. He gave me my first job. So, you know, even though, you know, I, you know, like I said, some guys just took a liking to me. Dusty was one of them, Harley Race was one of them, uh, Terry Funk was another guy that helped me a whole lot, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Uh, with another guy. Um, so, you know, a lot, just a lot of guys, you know, that, you know, back in the day, you know, kind of, you know, took care of me and looked out for me. Kevin Sullivan also was another guy. And the hot stuff, Eddie Gill, but yeah, please don't let me forget him. So there, there were people back at the time, and, and we talk about this often about how it is in the back and how you can't always trust everybody because everybody's out for themselves, basically. But there are a handful of people, it sounds like, who really kind of grabbed a hold of you in the beginning and said, hey, you know, hey, look, here's how this business works. Uh, whereas they didn't have to do that, uh, especially yeah. at that time. You know, when you were young and, and during the time that you were coming up, that was a very protected business. Well, nobody never talked and gave me the things with, to show me this is how this business works. I learned that on my own. Nobody never did that. I was like on the job training. What mm -hmm. I said, and uh, you know, before, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes was basically the guy that really, you know, smartened me up and I didn't even know he was smartening me up. And I may have told you the story that yeah. when I was, uh, when I was uh, just taking the ring jackets and stuff at TBS, that I also had to, you know, run errands for a lot of the guys. And in the production meeting, that was Dusty, uh, uh, Jim Crockett, J.J. Dillon, uh, and some other people there, too. They had the production meetings. And so I would always go downstairs in the TV studio, and I'd get these hot cup of, of tea. It wasn't all was bouillon. It was soup. But they were like hot cups of soup. And I'd bring those, you know, bring, you know, maybe eight or nine of those cups of soup up to everybody that was in the production meeting. So one day I did that and I got ready to leave and Dusty told me, no, 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 stand right there, baby, stand right there. <clears throat> and so I just stood there and I had no idea why. And I was listening to the whole TV production, how, every, how th everything was going to be done. I didn't have a clue what I was listening to. And so I just stood there. And so, you know, and I went back, you know, after I made it in this bid and I'm like, now nah, I understand what this was all about. Now I understand, you know, I don't know why that was why Dusty had me stand there. But well, it I, was gonna, different... I was going to ask you, I wonder if uh, Dusty didn't bring you in there maybe sometimes to get your take on certain things, you know, because it's a different yeah. viewpoint, you know? No, 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 no. They wouldn't get my take on anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, no. You know, that may have happened a little bit when I got into WWE. Yeah. You know, like I said, I did have the opportunity to sit down with Vince and Undertaker when me and Taker yeah. were doing the deal where Taker kidnapped me. And I wasn't saying anything. And Vince looked at me and asked me, are you going to participate in this? Are you going to say anything? You know, and so, but I didn't know I could say anything. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So, that, but so back then, I couldn't say nothing. So they wouldn't, wasn't trying to get me to participate in nothing. Well, that's, I just want to catch up on a couple of things before we got into the uh, Ask Teddy portion of our show, because there were certain things that were just kind of sticking out in my mind I wanted to bring up to you. Uh, one more thing before we take the break, though. Teddy, uh, Hall of Fame is coming up soon. Is there anybody you think we need to be adding into that Hall of Fame that uh, WWE is going to be having again this year? I think we ought to uh, think about Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, the team of doom. I think we need to think about putting them in there. Certainly, you know, with Butch, you know, well, I guess him passing away really doesn't have anything to do with it. But I'm just saying, you know, we'd like to, you know, I'd like to see if we could be, if Butch could be remembered that way. Yeah, he should be. He, he should, I mean, look, those were the most dominating tag teams of the time. I mean, I mean, really, I, there wasn't anybody else other than what the Road Warriors were probably second, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah well, that, 
that's who I programmed with, no, and the signers. They were they were they were they were tough back then. We worked with them too. Wow. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the best part of this program, and that is Ask Teddy. The original glow girl, Hollywood. The 80s icon has her line of merchandise now available on Etsy. T-shirts, posters, autographed items, hats, pins, and more can be found at Glow Hollywood Merch on Etsy. These items make great gifts for wrestling fans and your family. Simply go to Etsy and type in Glow Hollywood Merch. Once there you'll find a variety of items for sale that feature the original and beautiful Glow Girl, Hollywood. Give me that look. Don't think you're getting at us by being cute. What, why are you handing me this? What is this, more trash? Better be a written apology. Let's see this. Oh, oh, look how big you are. Oh, this is very nice. Yeah, we gotta get this frame. Put up at uh, the top of the fridge. I can't stay mad at you, can I? I hear you laughing, Teddy. Welcome back to Road Trip After Hours. I'm Mac Davis along with WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. And he's watching me get tongue twisted uh, in the commercial break here. So. Oh, I've done that. I've done that on live TV. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah, I'm, I've seen you try to say... Uh, uh, what Episodic. Episodic. That's right. Episodic television. You couldn't get that out. That was cracking me up. Actually, I've got oh, a video yeah. we're going to share in a minute, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Our very first question today, Teddy, is coming from. Well, first we got to get our music. Where's our music? Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Reach right in and pull one out. Oh, letters. I love those letters. Let's find out what you got to say. Question number one. Here we go. Cindy in New England asks, have you ever been injured in a wrestling ring? Um, yeah, well, I think back when I was refereeing, um, what did I do? I think I, I never forget. I went, went to, when I first just started working for Vince and Big Show grabbed me and threw me out. And I didn't grab the second rope before I went out and I just landed right on that hard mm. floor. And um, yeah, that was kind of an injury for me there, too. I would imagine that you probably had more injuries as a referee than you ever would as a SmackDown uh, general manager. Although, I did well, see yeah, something but... earlier today that uh, you took a pretty big bump I saw in the video today. So. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute, too. Let's see. Isaiah in Georgia wants to know, is it true that Steve Blackman once took Big Show down in the back? Yes, that's true. I don't know about this story. What happened? Uh... Steve Blackman was just laying on his back. We was all in the locker room, and he was just laying on his back on the floor. And uh, then Big Show walked up to him and, you know, faced him. And I, I have no idea what he said to him, but the next thing I know, Blackman done hooked him, and Blackman never got up off the floor. Wow. So he did it with his legs? Took him down right there. 
<laughs> I don't even think I had a tip to bring down that big oak tree of Big Show. Jeez. Well, but Black, but Blackman was tough, man. And he wasn't—he wasn't a big guy, but he was just strong and compact, huh? And he was tough. Oh. All right, let's see. John in Oklahoma writes: Who were the biggest players in wrestling, male and female? What does he mean, biggest player in wrestling? I'm guessing he's talking about ladies, men, or, you know, the, the players in the back, the guys who are, you know, I don't, I don't I know have, who that would be, to be honest with you. How would you know that? I, I have no idea what he's even talking about. If he's talking about people that just, like, played around, uh, I, I think he's like, like, like a playboy kind of guy, you know, he's just kind of, you know, out there womenizing and stuff. Hell, that was everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, anybody that had a swinging, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's, the best I can, that's the best I can answer that. That's everybody, player. Were there anybody, was there anybody in the back, like the females, who were just known to be kind of trashy? No, you don't have to I name never... names. I'm just wondering, were there people like that back well, there? No, I mean, if it was somebody that was trashy, I would let you know. No, I, you know, all the females that I had a chance to work with, man, even even uh, Luna, you know, was always nice and, and respectful to me. I got along with all of them, man. I had a great time working with every female that I worked with. So I never met any female in this business that was trashy. Daddy, were you working, and I think you were, when Nydia, I think that was her name, Nydia and... Uh, was a little small guy. There was, there was a couple that was on TV all the time. She won, uh, I think it was the female version of Tough Enough. Do you know, remember who I'm talking about? No, I remember I that name, Nydia. I know, I remember who, that the girl. I, yeah, I, I kind of remember that. I was going to ask you what happened to her. I have to say, you know, she was one of those, she was a great character. I don't know if she could wrestle that well, but she had a great character on TV. Yeah, yeah I have no idea what happened. All right, let's see. Curtis in South Bend, Indiana. This is a good question. Did you ever appear at a WrestleMania event other than your Hall of Fame? Yeah, I've worked a lot of WrestleManias. Doesn't I mean, mean I, I was on them. You know, a lot of times people are backstage back there, you know, that are not on the show. I guess they're so, thinking just outside and, and probably on TV is what they're thinking because they don't know if you're in the back or not. But uh, were, you, yeah. were you actually in the ring with, the, I would imagine, around The Undertaker and CM Punk stuff and all that? Were you not in the ring or ringside at any of those shows? At WrestleMania? Well, in it, like I said, I was at all the WrestleManias. I just wasn't on the card. Yeah. Well, I, they're asking about the cards. I'm sure that's what they're talking about oh, again. Yeah. No, I don't, brother. I think it took me a while to make WrestleMania. I, I don't, I forget even the first time I even made, made WrestleMania, but I do remember, I think the time that I really got got my first break on WrestleMania is when uh, me and John Laurinaitis did Team Johnny and he, uh, he had Team Johnny and I had Team Teddy. So I think that was the really the you know my big night for my the big time I was able to showcase on WrestleMania. Power. Let's see uh, who else we got here. Cecilia in Texas writes: January of two thousand one, you teamed up with Jack Doan and The Rock to take on Kane and Rikishi in a handicap match. <laughs> Any memories from that match? Yeah, I remember Rikishi sitting his big fat ass in my face. I can't remember that. <laughs> and that was at the start of the match, too, because that, that was one thing. For those of you who have not seen this match, pull it back up. It's an entertaining match. It's with uh, The Rock uh, in uh, the corner with Jack and uh, Teddy. And Teddy has to start the match. 
And that's where the whole thing really starts <laughs> off in the fun. But uh, I did notice that there was a promo that Kane did with you in the back prior to the match. And you were saying, look, we didn't have a, we didn't have anything to do with this. We're just, we were thrown into this. Kane pushed you, pushed you so hard that you like you just busted your ass on that concrete wall. Was that a hard push? Because it looked tough. No, you just have to know how to sell. Well, you sold very well because it looked <laughs> like you got your ass handed to you. <laughs> yeah, I learned, I learned, learned long time ago. I learned from the old school, brother. Let's see. Uh, during your time in WCW, you were awarded a proclamation from the city of Atlanta as Teddy Longday. You I did have that. I'm, I'm I have that proclamation right now. Do you really still have it hanging around, huh? You were. I, I, I could go get it right now. What I'll do is, you know, maybe when we finish recording this, I'll go get it and uh, take a picture of it and send it to you. Yeah, please do. We can put it up here on so everybody else can see it too. Uh, okay. It does make, uh, mention that uh, you worked with James Brown, Danny Glover, former President Jimmy Carter, and others uh, during all this stuff. So that was a really big deal for you. What, how'd that all come about, Teddy? Well, when I first started working in WCW, you know, I was just kind of getting out, you know, going to see, talk to kids and, you know, going out in the neighborhoods, you know, trying to keep the kids on the right track, keep them off of drugs, and was kind of a spokesman in that sense. So by me getting out doing that, I had a chance to meet Mayor Bill Campbell, who was the mayor at that time. Yeah. And uh, so I got hooked up with him. So he gave me, you know, a platform to come and speak, you know, at different occasions. And so next thing I know, they give me Teddy Long Day in the, in the city of Atlanta, was September 15th. Uh, like I said, I'm 19 something, but I have it. I'll, I'll get the plaque and send you it. But it was on my birthday, September the 15th. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you know, and I, I did see some video uh, from that. There's some video out there of you getting that award. I think it was with Tony Schiavone, if I recall. Uh, really good stuff and, uh, and, and, and impressive with the names that you worked with during your time, especially within the city of Atlanta. Uh, really fantastic work, especially with the uh, the young kids in the community. Well, well, what really was special, you know, look at me, you know, just Teddy Long, you know, I got a whole day, Teddy Long day, yep. a proclamation. So, I mean, I'm just certainly honored to, you know, because don't ain't everybody got that. No, no. Did they give you a key to the city? No, they were scared. I might open up some of the banks and stuff and take the money. <laughs> they were smart. <laughs> Let's see. We got uh, we got time for one more, guys. Okay. Uh, Tim in Ohio writes, in 1990, you cut a promo with the skyscrapers. <laughs> During the promo, you start dancing. And Mean Mark, or The Undertaker, looks like he's about to crack up laughing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> was the dancing planned? No, it wasn't. I just start doing, just start dancing. I, I done stuff like that. Right here on national TV, you people have already seen what we did to the Road Warriors. We left them laying just like dogs. But let me tell you something about the street fight. I'm from the street. Danny's from the street. Mean Mark Callis is from the street. And baby, we don't mind it. Tell them, Danny. No I understood that I was this heel character and anything that I could do that I could piss people off then that's what I did and I know who, who in the hell wants to see me dance <laughs> while these two big monsters are standing behind me talking or what they're going to do. And I'm down here dancing, acting a fool. But I know that's entertaining. Plus, it's pissing people off. 
So that I, wasn't I, I planned. It was probably the only time I have seen Undertaker close to cracking. <laughs> because you know how he is. It's hard to crack him. But if you watch his face from the time you start <laughs> bouncing around, his face starts. He's trying to bite his lip and everything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Teddy, you got anything coming up we need to talk about? Uh, no, I'm going March the 4th. Uh, I'll be, uh, well, next weekend, I'll be in Rockwood, Tennessee at the Rockwood High School. Big fundraiser for the baseball team there. So Good. everybody come out and let me let me holler at you and let's help get, let's get, get some money and let's get these kids some uniforms or whatever they need so they can be successful in what they do. And uh, also, uh, you and I, Mac, I cut a, did a promo, too, and sent it to Herb and uh, let, uh, talking yep. about uh the big uh, event that they're having in uh, St. Louis on uh, April the 12th, right? May, May 13th, I believe it is, right? Yeah, May the May the 13th, yeah, right there at the Aviator Hotel. Correct, in St. Louis, Aviator Hotel, yeah. There'll be a lot of people there, too. And it's going to be the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame. It's also going to be the Bruiser Brody Memorial, and they will also be inducting people into the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I know two guys that are going to be going in there, and that's going to be the the legend Jerry Briscoe. Uh, the other legend is uh, manager extraordinaire James J. Dillon. He's going to go in there, and they're going to be inducting a lot of other people. And also, I wanted to know, I also let them know that you and I will be there along, you know, doing our After Hours Road Trip podcast. We'll be introduced, uh, talking to some of the fans there, and also we're talking to some of the some of the the, the, the people the, who will be there. Yeah, the people who will be there. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I've been, been drinking the same cup you've been drinking. I'm just, <laughs> hey, no, no, I've been doing good today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. We got a lot more coming up on St. Louis too. The he, uh, Teddy and I will be t- see. Now I'm doing it, Teddy. Uh, that Teddy and I will be telling you about. Also, we have a Hall of Fame that uh, we'll be telling you more about. Uh, Bill kind of spilled the beans the other day, and uh, so we can't exactly say all the details, but Teddy and I will be hosting a Hall of Fame towards the end of this year, and we look forward to that. And if you need Teddy and I to come to one of your events, you want us to bring Road Trip After Hours to see you, all you got to do is contact us, leave a message down below, or just send us an email on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Either way, we'll be there, and we'll be happy to take a look and see what you got going on. Teddy, I believe that's it, unless there's anything else you need. Uh, no, I think that's it for me too, player. That sounds good. I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and this has been Road Trip After Hours. Holler! And don't give me that look. Don't think you're getting at us by being cute. What, why are you handing me this? What is this, more trash? Better be a written apology. Let's see this. Oh. Oh, look how big you are. Oh, this is very nice. Yeah, we gotta get this frame. Put up at the, the top of the fridge. I can't stay mad at you, can I? Mm-hmm.